0: Uh, we're not buzzing, okay. so sweet. We're good. All right, ready? I think so. All right, let's do it. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the. Bro. 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 Oh. Read this book.
1: Christmas spooktacular. We didn't even talk about it. We didn't even workshop it. We didn't no. even talk about the title. We didn't. Episode sixteen. <laughs> Episode sixteen. Uh, the the re- 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 book wrapped. This is
0: this is our this is our Spotify wrapped.
1: Yeah, this is our our because it'll be on Spotify. Yeah, so it we will can call be, yeah. it a Spotify wrapped. This is our year end review. Yeah, of the bro read this book. Yep, podcast. Um. Well, really, it's just about the books that we read Yeah, this year. We've been talking about doing this episode
0: since we were like six episodes deep, mm-hmm. and we were like, when are we going to do like a top whatever episode?
1: And I think it works out that it's the last one of yeah. the year. I think so, too. And, and that it's the top books we read of mm-hmm. the last year. Mm-hmm. We're also on a new couch, old couch, new set. New to you. Yeah. So this is the third video podcast and also the third set we've had. Oh my gosh! Which yeah. is awesome. I, I think love this. It. I Should like we just this Just change
0: it every single time.
1: I don't know. I kind of comfortable here. Different furniture. Yeah. Different setting. <laughs> different house entirely. Different, different state. House. We're gonna be. <laughs> we're, um, we're gonna be in the Eiffel Tower next week. We're here at the top of, <laughs> top of Mount Everest, bringing you the Bro Read This Book podcast. If we did that, you better subscribe. Man, um, I'm telling you. We've got a little truck. For Christmas, for Christmas, It's it's got a Christmas tree on it, Uh, and some books, Uh, some of which, if I'm not mistaken, will be in our top. Some maybe, we'll see. I don't know, man. But these are
0: all books that we've spoken of or reviewed on the show.
1: Yeah, yes. Which is fun to look at. It's fun to look at our little little eye candy, book children.
0: So for those of you who are just listening to our book children,
1: sorry, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) I honestly, man, I don't. I was hoping you just you just go past it. I, I was hoping I was about to. Uh, yeah. it just stuck in my. head. I way. was really hoping you would just not bring it That's up again. Incredible. Um,
0: what was I saying? I was saying something about we've read these books, <laughs> yeah, and and I'm just stuck now on book children. Hey so we'll just have to punt on whatever yeah. my line of thinking was because we've got book kids. Sorry to talk about, about that. Sorry about that. That's fine. It's fine. Um, and just oh, I was going to say for those of you who are just listening to the show um you're missing out because we've got a beautiful set in front of us yeah with books
1: yeah and I, don't, I i can only see a couple of them so i don't know exactly what they are yeah but i know what should be in that pile mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm i'm not sure exactly but i know misery's in there mm-hmm. i think it's that one on the bottom yes okay sweet and then like yep. obviously the lord of the rings mm-hmm. uh some other books we have here as well um it's been a minute since we've it's been cast a pod a minute um Sorry about that, if you care. Um, <laughs> it's been a weird. We've had this kind of a lot going on. A lot going on. A lot on. going on. Yeah. Uh, collecti- not collectively, uh, individually. Yeah. Um, and I guess collectively. We're part of each other's lives. Yeah. So mm-hmm. collectively, we've had a lot going on. So, you know, it's just uh, one of those things that... Sometimes stuff gets pushed to the back burner a little bit, yep, yep, yep. Um, even if you don't want it to. You want it to be something that you care about and mm-hmm. you do a lot, and you do care about it, but you can't do it a lot. Yeah. So, yep. um We're back. We're back. Making plans Making for the plans. new year. We did. T- we had a really long conversation tonight about mm-hmm. what we want to bring for you guys, what we want to do in the, in the future, and we're excited. Uh, I, I think that 2024 is the year of Bro Read This book yeah. podcast. Yeah, it has to be i mean it doesn't happen <laughs> what happens if it's not <laughs> if, it, if it if it doesn't work we're done think of the children think of the book children <laughs> but the children love the books <laughs> yes <laughs> yes dude <laughs> sorry i that was probably gonna be really loud on the mic i just i that's my favorite quote from elf oh. um <laughs> <laughs> and it's christmas yeah exactly so that works out it, perfect um but yeah so that's where we've been yeah um we're glad to be back uh you know what i want to do december next year what's up
0: i would love to do i mean obviously we should probably do another like best of the year books but what i would love to do is a two-year retrospective and mm. do our top five favorite episodes
1: Ooh. of bro read this book Ooh. That that's be good yeah that's good and
0: since you don't watch it or listen to it i'll it have would, to go back it would have to be like I have favorite a, ones to do.
1: I have I have a good memory. Yeah, yeah, I have a good memory. So, what's your what was your favorite episode this year?
0: The favorite episode we did this year. Um, I mean, the Spooktacular was fun. I think that was because the we best were in, one. That we were we in a different setting. We had our our fantastic guest Josie. We we all loved the book that we were talking yeah. about, and so it was really just geeking out about this fantastic book. And yeah, so that was a lot of fun. It just stands I, out. Um, I'm trying to think. I would have to. Do you have the episodes pulled up? Can I, do. I look at that?
1: Um, I, I do, and I ha- But can I tell you my answer first? Please do the, yep. the Hobbit episode.
0: That's your favorite? Yeah, because Why?
1: I remember because we had a conversation that was really impactful for me.
0: That's right. Because we talked
1: about about Bilbo's personality, mm-hmm. yeah, and how he grows. But doesn't, that doesn't change. change, and I, that has stuck with me yeah. f- since then. And yeah. I think that that just for that reason has to be my favorite. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then also, I think they're all. I I, I think they're all my favorite for real. Um, <laughs> but then I, I guess I really liked all the Lord of the Rings stuff. I think the first that was just fun. I think the first episode we did was was good too because it was it was very. It's exciting. It exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was really excited to do it. And it, uh, you know, you talk about something for a while and you become passionate about it even before mm-hmm. you start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to do it. You get to do it with your best friend. You get to mm-hmm. do it and people watch it and people like it.
0: And we really did kind of workshop the podcast for a while before yeah. we actually
1: started working. Yeah, I went through a lot of different names and iterations and stuff. Um, and while we're, while we're talking about this, uh, thank you listener. um, if, if this is your first time listening to us, thanks for being here. But if it's not, because um, I do think we have we have uh, some people who listen regular, regularly. So thank you for doing that. Um, that really does mean a lot to us, um, just for the fact that like we really care about this um, and we put a lot of effort into it. We do a lot of preparation for it, um, and it's really fun and, and and encouraging that people like it. Um, and so that that's part of the reason for the next year. I think we really want to hit it hard, yeah, um, and and really give you guys the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's part of the conversation we had tonight. It was like, how do we make this the best we can make it? Yeah, um, yeah. So thank you
0: very much. So I would I think uh, somewhere around the area of like missed born identity mm-hmm. or uh, game as a footnote, there was just this run of two or three where kind of like the banter fell into place and I feel like we were very comfortably like bouncing off of each other and like adding a little bit more humor Mm -hmm. to the conversation throughout or even just making like humorous asides about the books Mm -hmm. as we were explaining them or talking about them or whatever. comfortable, for sure. And that is where, for me at least, it started being just fun to do it Mm -hmm. right and it felt natural and fun not that it wasn't natural and fun before that but i think it's just when you're starting anything even if you've podcasted before performed before Mm -hmm. whatever and you're comfortable on a microphone and and expressing yourself finding the tone of this particular project Mm -hmm. i feel like that was kind of the portion of the year where that really started to kick in. And while there were really great conversations that happened in all the episodes up until that point, um, that was where for me it started like, okay, this is what the show is. This is how I I completely
1: agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's probably what stands out to me is more like that run of two to three episodes that we had back in like August, September timeframe.
1: Yeah, man, it's been a good year. It's been a good year. Yeah. 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 Speaking of this year, I, I was thinking before like when I was trying to figure out my list of books to talk about today. I only Is read Is that what we're talking about today? Oh uh, Yeah, we're doing lists. Yeah. We got a list. Top five books of the year. Uh really in no order except yeah. for me, 'cause I have I do have a clear number one. Okay. Um but so wh- when I was going through making my list, I only read, I think it'll end up being 18 books by the end of the year. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, but like I had a weird year. You did. Like my my I is a really weird year. Mm-hmm. A lot happened. New job, full-time job. Uh just just a lot of stuff going on. And I felt like I, I was going through the list and I was like, "Man, I only read 18 books." Mm-hmm. I was like, I had like an imposter syndrome moment, where I was like, <laughs> I have a bookstagram that does very well, and I have a, yeah. a podcast that I really love doing. I only read eighteen books, but then I remembered, two years ago, I had read zero books. Zero, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think like something to take like when you see all these creators do their end of the year thing and they've read a hundred books, it's like that's not the norm. Yeah, like it's not at all. If you eighteen books isn't probably the norm
0: no if i had to take a a wild guess i would say most people
1: on average read less than five so if you've read if you've read a single book this year you win yeah like it's hard to make time to do that as an
0: adult yeah if that's not something that you're either passionate about or it's like one of your hobbies or it's just like i want to be someone who reads more books this year Like you
1: just don't have the time for it. So like, yeah, I I just encourage everybody who's listening. Like if you read a single book this year, if you listen to an audiobook, like great job, you did the thing. Yeah. If it's something you want to keep growing in great. If not, and you want to read one book a year, that's also totally fine. If you're just into listening to other people talk about books, that's entirely acceptable. You can listen to this podcast and you'll love it. Because that's what we do, um, but yeah. So I just I, I wanted to get that out of the way first. It's like, yeah, when you listen to us talk about having read, it's just just five books. But like, mm-hmm. I only read eighteen. Yeah, uh, actually, not even. I'm working on two books right now, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I get to eighteen. Yeah, it might not. Yeah, but that's not a problem. Like, it's not bad that yeah. you read a certain amount of books. If you read zero books, that's also fine. It's not. It's not everybody's thing, and it doesn't have to be your thing. Um, yeah. I would encourage you to give it a shot if you haven't. Uh f- I think everybody likes to read but people don't know what they like to read. Yeah. Um so I, I would just give it a, give it a go and if you don't like it that's totally fine. Well, and that's where I would jump
0: into um so I'm on the opposite end of that mm-hmm. spectrum and I've I've kind of had my record year mm-hmm. in terms of how many I've read. Yeah. I'm at 42 right now and I know I'll at least hit 44 before the end mm-hmm. of the year. 45 is a nice round number. I'd sure. love to say I got 50, but I don't think I'm going to get to 50 yeah. unless I throw out some real short books <laughs> yeah. just to say I did. Um, which I may. Or I don't worse know. I'm things. not above that. Yeah. Um, but I've read to your point, um, I've I feel like I've expanded my horizons a lot more mm. this year in terms of the types of books that I've read. Yeah. Um, I've read across more genres this year than probably the rest of my life combined. Um, and just different types of stuff, even just like going through, like last night I was looking through audiobooks on, on my Apple books app and like stuff was standing out that I wouldn't normally have, have bought and and read. So I bought a couple that are like murder mysteries, Mm. which I am now suddenly into, I guess a little bit. And, um,
1: I saw that you're reading Before the Coffee Gets Cold.
0: Yeah. What's that about? So it's a really interesting... I haven't finished it yet, so you won't you won't hear it on this yeah. one. And I may talk about it on a future episode, so I won't go too far into it. But essentially, it's a book about uh, this cafe. In, is it China or Japan? Um, somewhere in the Eastern Hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> um So it's this cafe and basically if you sit at this one table in this one opportune moment Mm -hmm. of the day, you only get one shot per day, um, you sit there, you have a specific moment in time, you can go back in time and like relive a moment. But you, so there are rules to it, right? It has to be that table. It has to be that seat. It can only be when the person sitting in it gets up to go use the restroom. Mm -hmm. Um, You only have, you can only talk to someone who has been at the cafe. You cannot leave the cafe. You cannot leave the seat. Um, And you only, the amount of time you have is however long it takes for your coffee to get cold. So
1: that's fascinating.
0: Yeah. So you have a time limit, you have a spatial limit. Um, so it's really like you have to have kind of like a specific moment in mind yeah. that you want to go back. And you cannot, your going back to the past will have no effect on the present. Mm hmm. So it's really interesting. I'm about halfway through yeah. right now. It's broken up into four parts, and I'm about finished with the second part.
1: I saw you were reading. It. I was just curious. Yeah.
0: It's a great concept. And, yeah. and the first part I really enjoyed. It's kind of like its own story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sorry, really good concept. My bad. But I think, I believe it was my wife was reading that book or was had marked it as wanting mm-hmm. to read it. And it was on sale, so I bought it and started listening to it. Um, but yeah, cool. So again, another one that I wouldn't necessarily genre wise have been into right. or thought to do, Yeah, but I've just been a lot more, um, open to different styles and well, let me give you stuff. a
1: spoiler a little bit for my list. My number one is a book. Don't that tell me the number one. I'm not going to tell okay, you. Okay. Okay. It's just a book that I never would have okay. picked up. Nice. Like, Otherwise, if I did, if I wasn't cyberpunk doing... forty seventies, yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's not on the list. Uh, that's not even an honorable mention. That's not even a mention. Yeah, no, we just mentioned it. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Listen to the podcast about it. It was fine. Um, but a book I never would have picked up otherwise if I if I wasn't trying to expand yeah. my horizons. Yeah. Um, on that note, would you like to get into some honorable mentions?
0: To? Do you want to go first, or would you like uh... me to go? Honorable mentions. Why don't. Why don't you go first with your honorable mentions? Okay, okay.
1: So a lot of this year for me was series, like reading books in (laughs) series. yep. Um, And there's two ways that this could have gone. I could have filled up my entire list with The Expanse (laughs) or picked one book maximum per series. And that's what I did. So uh, my honorable mentions Abaddon's Gate from The Expanse it's book four no sorry book three and it is kind of um uh, when, when i finish the series i'm going to talk about the series as a whole okay on the show yep. um sorry I, I, like i said i don't want to get too far into it um it felt very different than the other books in the series mm-hmm. because it was so small yeah it was not expensive mm-hmm. um i heard it um and so for me but, but it also, it, it played on the human element really well. Okay. Of, of what I think, and what I think The Expanse does really well, which is the multiple points of view, mm-hmm. the different characters, the different uh, emotions just circling throughout mm-hmm. the universe. Um, it, it was very interesting and, and really, 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 really pinned in on the on the human element, which I really liked. Um, I, the book I'm reading currently, if I had finished it, it would be number one. Okay. Team It's Wrath. eight of the expanse yep i'm halfway through it and i had to put it on the honorable mentions list because it's (laughs) so good nice it is so good like i said if if i had finished it before this episode it would be number one no question no question and i say that not even knowing how it ends yeah uh i every moment that i've had the past couple days i've just been reading it like every split second i've had free time i've been reading it nice Uh, so i'm hoping to finish it up yeah, this week. Um, I, I I wish I could have finished it before this episode because mm-hmm. I, I would have loved to talk about it more. Um, an interesting one. Failing up, Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. Um, I need to give that back to you. Um. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the reason that it's on my honorable mentions, it was fine. It was a good book. It was mm-hmm. a fine book. But I think what it taught me was really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why it's on the list. Yeah. Or that's why I wanted to mention it at least because. Yeah and again you talked about it on the show Mm -hmm. um it was something and this is a point for you because i read it um oh yeah (laughs) we didn't keep track of that i don't really know where we're at on that um but it taught me that it's okay to not know what to do Mm -hmm. it's not okay to not do anything yeah um and and so like that was a big thing for me and even now we just talked about it before like my my life looks different now than i had anticipated it looking and i'm trying to like pivot a little bit to Mm -hmm. a a new thing uh in in the future um and i think the 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 book gave me this perspective of like okay no i can do that and but i can't wait for it to happen right like i can do whatever i want and i can Mm -hmm. i can make things happen but I can't sit around and wait for them yeah. to happen.
0: What steps are you taking to actually What are you make doing when
1: happen? the when, what are you doing when the phone isn't ringing? Yep. Is is the quote that I I come back to a lot. Yeah. Um and yeah, and also like the importance of having people around you mm-hmm. to to tell you when you're wrong, mm-hmm. when you're right, encourage you, yeah. challenge you. Just having people to to do that for you mm-hmm. um and you always know that, like, I think you grow up and you, you have people in your life who do that. Um, some people are are really lucky and have that forever. Some people are, some people when they get to be adults or even younger, they have to find that, like they have to work hard to find that, right. You know, in in life. And so I think that for me, it was just really a good reminder to like lean into the people in my life that I do feel that way about who, who I trust to give me that, that criticism or, or encouragement. Um, the last honorable mention mm-hmm. is Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Maas. Yeah, so Throne of Glass is a fantasy romance. I'm surprised that that's only an honorable mention. Um, I'll, I'll you'll find out why later. Um, it's an honorable mention because uh, it it could have cracked the top five. Mm-hmm. It could have, and yeah. that's all I'll say about it. Yeah. Um, I think in, in the way I talked about it in the, in the episode you would think that it would be yeah. very high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it is, it, it's, it's incredible. Like yeah. I, I, there's really nothing I can say about it other than that. Like mm-hmm. I love that book. Um, and I think that it, it also really broadened my, my kind of horizons a little bit, mm-hmm. um, was not a book that I was really looking at, yeah. um, until it was recommended to me. Uh, and I adored it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so yeah, those are my, those are my honorable mentions, Stephen. Nice. How about you? Love it. Okay. Um. All right.
0: So, first honorable mention is "Fingerprints of the Gods" by Graham Hancock. Mm-hmm. The did we ever talk about this one? I don't think so. I think so. we texted about it at some point. Maybe I don't think we ever talked about it on the show. So, for those of you who who don't know, Graham Hancock is a scientist, um, but he he many would call him. Like, someone who falls into the alternative history mm. uh, standpoint. Oh, yeah, I remember, you remember. This. this. was early in the year. Yeah, yeah, do yeah, I remember this. So, if I were to just rattle off some of the, like, theories that he goes into in this book, <laughs> it would just sound like, oh, so you read a conspiracy theory book. Yeah. So, like, there was probably a civilization on Antarctica at some point in the past. Mm-hmm. 10,000 years ago, whatever. That's, that's one that is explored, but then exploring a lot of the similarities between like South American cultures and Egyptian Mm -hmm. culture and like just all kinds of wacky stuff. That's just insanely similar. Um, but it was, it was just really interesting. I think as whether you believe it or not, um, thought provoking, it's thought provoking. And I think it does give you sort of a a more holistic respect for world history. Mm. Right. So it's really easy. As, I mean, we're in America. It's very easy to like go through the school system, even if you're like homeschooled. Like I was homeschooled, so had a totally probably different set of curriculum than you did growing up in, in the public school mm-hmm. system. Um, but still probably kind of came away with a very like western centric mm um you know yeah here's where history starts and we're gonna track like here are the innovations that got us to today yeah you know um and so it was just really interesting to get more of that like hey here are the similarities between all these different cultures across multiple thousands of years and all this kind of different stuff so it was really a of um again whether or not you believe sort of the overarching theories that he's positing mm-hmm. the amount of just interesting data sure was really fascinating yeah. it just kind of opens up your your mind to how massive history is sure you know um so it's just it was fun mm-hmm. it was fun um and I'm not going to lie. I, I love a good alternative history yarn it's a good time yeah i i hear
1: you man like yeah that, that is something i have no experience with so and I, can't I hold really... it
0: so loosely yeah so loosely yeah um but it's just fun yeah, yeah for sure so second honorable mention darth Plagueis. uh we just did an episode on yeah. it so i won't talk about it too much again just really fun um for all the reasons i talked about like growing up a huge star wars fan being a huge star wars fan um just i think that was really good exciting.
1: for you to read i think it was good for you to read that yeah yeah
0: it it was um that was probably one of the most just fun books yeah. i read all year um i didn't get much out of it i didn't sure. learn a bunch from it or anything and not gonna lie there wasn't a ton of stuff in there that i didn't already know in some form or fashion um just on a pure nerd standpoint sure. but <laughs> um but yeah, it was just fun and very light to read and very, yeah, it was great. Um, next is a book called The Fruitful Life. It's a, it's a spirituality book, um, a, a Christian book. And I put it on the honorable mentions list mainly because as I look back on the books I've read this year, that one had the most that stood out to me mm. or had probably one of the more deeper impacts. Sure. And I read several like Christian spirituality books, um, but only two or three stood out. Sure. And this was one of them. Yeah. Other ones in the top five. Um, yeah, just really good. I think the author is Jerry Bridges. It's Jerry Bridges or Jerry Bridger. Um, and it's a book that talks about the fruit of the spirit, mm. but it's very like practical, thoughtful, um and convicting mm-hmm. uh, just very good cool um he's a very good author um the next is a book i just finished called unreasonable hospitality okay um so it's the author is or was the uh general manager of i forget the restaurant's name but it became the first 3 star Michelin restaurant in New York City. Oh. Um, so basically it became the best restaurant in New York City. And then I believe it um was voted the number one restaurant in the world one year.
1: Wow. Um there's a lot of restaurants out there.
0: There's a and that was the number one that's crazy. There's like three
1: restaurants like down the road from here. That's yeah. A lot of restaurants. I don't know if I'd call this restaurants. (laughs) Um Places to eat. Let me say
0: that again. Yeah, there's food there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically he's talking about somewhat, it's biographical, his life, but it's the story of of him and his head chef taking over that that restaurant and their journey to get it to that level um, and just kind of all the little details of what they had to do and, and realizing that they would not be able to get to the level they wanted to simply by... By being like having the best food, Mm -hmm. right? They were never going to get that, but they could become the best restaurant in the world by doing all the little things better Mm -hmm. than everybody else. So it was like, if, if someone gives you a list of 10 things that you have to do to be the best, you're going to focus on numbers one through three because they're the most important, right? Um, And everyone's going to kind of do that but if you're going to if you can be the person that says actually if we can be the best at 4 through 10 we're better at more stuff than everybody else mm. right so it's kind of it it's really good uh perspective yeah. shifter um it, it's similar to failing up sure in the sense that you may not be working in the service industry or the restaurant industry but there's a lot of good stuff in there that you can take and apply to whatever yeah. you do yeah um so yeah Really cool. enjoyed that, and he's a he's a fun author too. Um, and then the last one is all about me, which is Mel Brooks' mm. autobiography. That was one of the first books that I read this year, yeah. so it was very much on the back burner. Did we my talk mind. about that? No, no, okay. Um, but yeah, it's just Mel Brooks, the famous comedian, actor, director, um, wrote his autobiography last year, and uh, it just goes through his life. He goes. Dedicates a chapter to just about every movie that he made. Uh, just behind the scenes stuff. The story of getting it made. A lot of funny stuff. Obviously, he writes with the same comedic tone that he does mm-hmm. everything else with. So it was funny to read as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, just really fun. I had to put it on the list somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's okay. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to do, do this then. Ba-ba-ba. Do you want to alternate? I do. Okay. Um, I have a feeling we might share one of them. At least, yeah. Should we? I'll Do go first. first. Yeah. Misery, misery, fives, five. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, if you if you didn't listen to the Halloween episode, we went on a deep dive into this yeah. book with our, our with our guest Josie. Um, I I, I have to say this, uh, and, and this is probably the reason it's on the list more than anything. I read it in a day. Mm-hmm. I could not put yeah. it down. It's not number one. But it's it's up there. Uh, I I could not put this thing down, and and it's one of those things that, that I it still it still is with me to this day. Mm-hmm. I still think about it mm-hmm. pretty regularly, um, and it's it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think part of the reason that it's in my it's in my top five outside of I just really enjoyed it was the sticking power. Like yeah. it just has not left my brain. Yeah. Um. And it, it was it was nice too because. It was spooky time of the year. It was, you know, it was getting cold outside. And
0: we were all doing it together, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were kind of, like, interacting with each other as we were reading oh, it. dude, yeah.
1: I remember, it, like, the day I was reading The day I read the whole thing, uh, I was texting you. Because you had just finished it.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe this. Is that got- day or the day before I had finished yeah. it. It was, like, right there. Yeah.
1: Um, and I had put it off on accident <laughs> before the show. We had, like three days before the show and yeah. I was like, I have to finish this. I was not going to have time to do it the three days before. So I was like, "I have to finish this thing and I'm glad I did. And I, I'm glad I pushed through and was able to do it in one day. But yeah, I was just texting you and I was like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. And you were like, wait till you, yeah, just wait. I was like, wait for what? You can't just say that. Uh, but you did, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can keep reading. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. What, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I I would echo that with the staying power. Even if I'm not thinking about like specific plot points, I'm just thinking about like, man, that was a really fun so, experience so reading that book, or that was such a good book, you know? Um it is one of the few again, almost fifty books read this year. And I will remember that I read that book this
1: year mm-hmm. out of out of all of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you think what do you think it is like that makes it so sticky like Um, outside of it's just good like what like why for
0: both of us is it so i I think it goes back to a lot of the stuff we talked about in the episode of stephen king is like the best at like characters and settings um but it's even more powerful because of that limited Mm -hmm. scope (sighs) right just the limited setting they're in one place the whole time um and then the two like greatest weaknesses of stephen king are perfected and strengthened in this Mm -hmm. with the pacing and the ending yeah right so it's even if you don't read it in a day like the book goes at breakneck speed yeah um it's a shorter one yeah and which is nice and then it resolves in such a satisfying way with kind of like a, a twist and a twist and a twist and a twist right yeah and so by the time you get to the last hundred pages or so you're just so invested and on the edge of your seat um you have to know how it's going to pan out,
1: um, and then you're satisfied with how it does. I think too. For me, part of the reason that I think it's so good is that I didn't know how it was going to end. Yeah, like same. I, I did. I same. like I I thought I did, and then I was like, no, I think something else might happen. Yeah, uh, and so I think that for for me too is like, and I, I'm sure we talked about this, um, the engagement that you have to have for it throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. I think makes it stick a little bit harder than most books too because it's like there's not a single page where you're like oh that's kind of boring mm-hmm. you know like it's yeah. just so much so much happens you don't tune out at any portion yeah, which is so nice to yeah. just like want to keep reading a book it's that's mm-hmm. the best feeling yeah I love that um, okay sweet awesome misery love it me now yes okay. go for it okay
0: while you're doing that, I'm just checking on something. Please go ahead. Okay.
1: Steven's going to go check on something. Um, so the, the reason that Abaddon's Gate was not on the list is because book four of The Expanse, Sybil Burn, is on the list. Okay. I read books uh, three through now eight and a half, or seven and a half, I guess, Um this year and, and number four stood out to me as the best one okay. of the, of those. Um, it, I think what it, t- what it does for me, uh, and again, I'll get into this more later mm-hmm. with the expanse as a whole. Each book has a very distinct flavor, a very distinct thing that makes it stand out from the other books. The one of the Burn, for me was the first time that they had, Oh, that's a spoiler. Um, They're in a bit of a, 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 just a new situation. Mm -hmm. Things have changed universally. Okay. So not just for their little crew Mm -hmm. or just for the earth or just for whatever, everybody. Yeah. So things are just different. And and it's, you kind of see them navigate not only their personal struggles and their personal changes, Mm -hmm. but universal changes that just, uh, kind of rock everybody's world. Yeah. Uh, and and so I think that is part of it that, um, I really And There's also a lot of resolution in book four from the first three. Um, you get a little bit of resolution at the end of the third book, but it also opens up a huge can of worms that you're just like, Oh my God, I don't know how they could ever resolve this. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are things that happen in the fourth book that just give certain things some finality. Yeah. And expand upon the other stuff that is new. Okay, and 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 the tra- trajectory of the expanse after book four changes a lot, uh, and it's all upward and it's all great. But I think for me, the the reason that the fourth one is the best over three, five, six was not very good, and seven, um, six is the only one that couldn't have been in the top five. Yeah, um, it, it it is a jumping off point for those, and it it feels. It feels like that, yeah. Like it, it, feels new.
0: So it, it sounds to me like it's the Empire Strikes Back of the fans. Yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, that
1: that, hey, that checks out. Yeah, honestly, uh, it, it just it just launch pads this this story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the characters individually and and as collectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, oh yeah, it's it's really good. Nice. You have to man. <laughs> I, you gotta read that yeah. series, man. Like I, if there's anything, any book that I would be like, I'll pay you to read it. It's the Expanse. It'll be audiobooks for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a long series. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not tough to get through. Um, it just is time consuming. It, yeah. Uh, so it, if you if you audiobook it, that's totally fine. I've heard the audiobooks are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard that the 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 person who narrates it is awesome. Nice. Um, so I I hey, you're you're totally fine to do that. I just need <laughs> you to read it. Yeah. Because uh, I think I think you will feel the same way about it. I think you yeah. will absolutely love it. It seems
0: like I would. It's just honestly, because um, obviously you've been talking about it all year. Um,
1: I started reading it in 2022. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's more been the daunting size of it. That's kept me from even getting into it.
1: Let me, can I tell you something though? Yeah. They're all standalone stories, even though, even though they're all, I just
0: know for me, like I would have a hard time not plowing through Mm. consistently.
1: Yeah. I don't have that problem. I, I like to take breaks in between, Yeah, in between series, series entries. Um, so it's a little maybe easier for me yeah. to kind of do that. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you got to read it. So
0: Well, and see, my thing is like I have a hard time reading books across multiple, not days, but maybe weeks, sure. right? So like that's where when I had my really bad slump with Born Identity, um, it got really difficult. I was only able to finish it because I like dedicated to finishing it in a handful of days mm-hmm. and I just burned through the last like, 300 pages or whatever in a week. But if a book goes on for more than like nine, 10 days for me, I have to work too hard to remember what happened at the beginning and like bring it back. And I'm just out of the world and I'm out of the experience. So even if you look at my, if you were to look at the like dates begun and finished on my Goodreads, um, you'll find that I'm, Typically, reading in groups of two or three, yeah, and that they all have noticed finished that. within two or three that. weeks. Yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah, yeah. It's usually one physical copy and one or two audio books, or y- yeah, yeah, somewhere in there.
1: Anyway, that's number four. Uh, Burn, nice, is is awesome. Love it. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Yeah. Also, I, I do want to say okay. All right. Sorry before before. Hey, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. None of these are in any order for me until number one.
0: And I don't think I have any particular order. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm saving my number one. It might be number one for the year. It's close. Um, But I just haven't talked about it at all on the show. So that's why I'm saving it to the end. Um, Number four for me. Um, Which one do I want to say next? I'll say... Never finished is next. The David Goggins uh, sequel. Yeah. Um, This was our second episode. Sure was. That I talked about this one. I talked about Atomic Habits. Yeah. This was our self-help episode. And one, how great of a conversation was that? That That was That was a really good conversation back and forth. Um, This is another one that it has some stickiness to it right Mm -hmm. Um, and so even if like the motivation that you get from it doesn't last um, I still catch myself thinking about some of the stories in the book or I still catch myself like just enjoying the idea of it a lot Mm, yeah Um, and yeah just the stories and a lot of the points he tries to make uh, the sort of nuance that he brings in that book that wasn't in his first one It just stands out to be more. And as I continue to look back on it, it just stands out as a very well-written story Mm -hmm. as well as being, you know, a biography, a self-help book, all that kind of stuff. It's a good story. Yeah.
1: Really engaging. I remember something we talked about in that episode was how much we don't like self-help books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We 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 picked the two in the universe that we actually enjoy and yeah. had a really good conversation about it. That's mm-hmm. I, I just every time I think about the episode, I think it's funny that we did the self help episode because none of us, neither of us, really like that genre that much anymore. I yeah. used I used to, to love it, read man. Quite a few. I used to want to read it. Yeah. I used to want to read a lot of it, and I just kind of hate it now. Yeah, it just feels very kitschy sometimes. Well, and it's like there's
0: there's the self help, but then there's the split off of it that. I would say unreasonable have or unreasonable hospitality falls into where it's mm. kind mm-hmm. of like, it's not self help, but it's like, here's this either famous or successful person that did this thing and they yeah. tell their story. Failing up. They did yes. it. Yeah. Failing up. Um, I also read, uh, leading from the heart by coach K. Uh, uh that falls into that, uh, very much as well. Um, so like any coach or athlete yeah. or, whatever who has ever done anything at a high level has one of those. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's a very interesting, it's a shoot off I think
1: for sure from Mm self-help, but it's a little bit more narrative focused, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I agree completely.
0: So never finished. Um, There's a tagline to that book, but it's forever long.
1: So I can never remember it. (laughs) It is like, it's like three lines on the cover. It's insane. Yeah. Uh,
0: But yeah, it's a really good book. And I think that, if I had to recommend it again, I would make that that extra point of it's just a really good story yeah, as well as being... Um,
1: inspirational. 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 yeah, Sure. Yep. Sure. That's number four. Cool. Number three for me, Bloody Rose, Nicholas Ames.
0: Okay, sick. You did enjoy that one. Oh, wild. gosh, dude.
1: It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know... Kings of the wild mm-hmm. was maybe one or two last year for me. Yeah. Loved that book. Bloody Rose is just as good. Yeah. Like it, it really is. It, it, it really could have been up there. Like if, if, if I didn't feel so strongly about really my one and two, I, I now that I'm thinking, now that I'm talking about it. Um, I think I maybe have put these in order of, of on like an accident. <laughs> just happened. Yeah. Um, bloody rose takes everything and i I think i said this in the other show i bloody rose takes everything good about kings of the wild makes it better Mm -hmm. and expands upon it yeah and it's so uh, nicholas has a has a great way first name basis yeah um mr ames
0: nicholas produces yeah children yeah like nobody's (laughs) business
1: um he, he just has a really amazing way of putting you into a story Mm. And making you care so much, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of people will compare it to like a D and D campaign, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I I would I would agree. Uh, I've gotten into D and D this year as mm-hmm. well, um, and that's been awesome. That's been really fun. Yeah, um, and so I can see that, and I can see where they would make those connections because you do get a connection to the characters in the party when you play D and D. They're fake, you know it. But you are putting yourself into them. And so I I can't help but think that there are parts of Nicholas in these characters. Mm -hmm. And also parts of the reader in these characters. Mm -hmm. Because they are ambiguous enough that you can kind of say, oh, what is this for me? Right. Like, this person struggles with this. What is that for me? Mm -hmm. Um, And and it really does make you have to kind of grapple with that stuff. Um, And you know how much I love Kings of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, And so... For me, like the the biggest compliment I can give Bloody Rose is that it's really just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there are things that are better. There are things that are worse. Uh, there are things that are better about Kings of the Wild. There are things that are worse about Kings of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you have a, a what's it like a do du- duo duology yeah. of two, mm-hmm. or, if you have a duology that strengthens each other, like strengthens each book's weakness, right? You're in you're golden, right? And I think I think he's working on a third book. Mm-hmm. I'm pre-ordering it. The second it gets announced, you cannot stop me collector's edition. Let me at that. Um, speaking of collector's editions, they're releasing collector's editions for the first three expanse books. Ooh. Um, there's one for Leviathan wakes out already. The other two, the second and third book are, they look insane. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and also the author, James, S.A. Corey has a new series coming out. Oh, okay. yeah. Anyway, right. sorry. Back to the expanse. Um, but uh, Bloody Rose really just is, is incredible. Uh, the, the character work is superb. It takes a lot of fantasy tropes and kind of flips them. Um, it's just, it's just, it's a great time. You, yeah. you got to get that. You got to get on that I one I will too. read that one eventually. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you liked Kings of the Wild too. I did. Yeah. I
0: did enjoy it. It didn't make my list, but I did enjoy it.
1: Didn't even make an honorable mention.
0: If I hadn't read Darth Plagueis, it would have been. Okay, end. sure. Okay. But Darth Plagueis like took that spot. Okay, for me.
1: gotcha. The goofy kind of like yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number three.
0: Number three. Number three. Yeah, I'll talk about how to sell a haunted house. Episode three. I every. did
1: not expect this one to be yeah. on the list. I really did not.
0: As I look back on the wow. year, again, it's one of the few that just really stands out and always rises to the top of my mind. I don't know that it's one of the best books I read, like it, just in terms of like objectively mm-hmm. speaking. Um, but in the same way that we talked about Misery having really good pacing and really like moving you through the story quickly, I would say How to Sell a Haunted House does a similar type of thing. Um, you get a a lot of information quickly or rather I should say this. It starts out fairly not mundane but just you're getting a lot of here are the characters, here's what's going on, they're dealing with this, there's I think the parents had just died so they're dealing with funeral stuff and a little bit of this and a little bit of that and the first act really kind of ends with uh, the washout brother doing like the really great gesture of essentially doing what his mom would have wanted for their funeral. um, That was atypical from what would normally happen at a funeral. Um, Once you get into the second act, the book just kind of like grabs you by the chest and pulls you. Right? Like, So as you kind of got to wade in the shallow end and Mm. and get used to the temperature of the water a little bit in the first act, um, you basically just get pulled underwater into the deep end in the second act with not just a lot of stuff happening, but stuff happening that's so crazy. Like, whoa, hold on, what? Yeah. Um, So the story just escalates so quick. And then even in like the characters that go through that situation, like sitting down at a restaurant and talking about what happened, they are talking about that from the perspective of, all right, I'm gonna add my perspective and my story to yeah. this that you don't know because we've been estranged for several years. This is weird or this makes sense to me because of these things that happened to me. So even in their recapping to each other of the situation that had just happened, they're adding the background. Yeah. They're doing the flashback mm. more or less in the most natural way possible that's also driving the story forward at the same time. Right. So it's it's really
1: yeah, it's just fun. It's still on my list, and it needs to be higher. I think on on the list of books that I want to read. I do feel like you would enjoy because it because I remember when we talked about it. I even thought like, oh, I need to bump that up. Yeah, like I need to I need to move that up the list a little bit. So I'm 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 glad to hear you talk about it now.
0: If we wouldn't have had like the the misery, mm-hmm. like we're gonna do misery in October and. If it would have just been we're gonna read two or three books in October.
1: Yeah. Um that would have been so great for you to read then. Yeah. Um maybe I don't want to I don't necessarily want to wait until next October, but like maybe if Well, I mean I read it's a
0: good wintertime book too. I like I read it and it was cold outside. My
1: leg is like cramping. Ooh. That's
0: wild. Um it's a good cold outside book, you know.
1: Well, hey, it's cold outside. Baby. Yeah, nice. Um that that's 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 good. Number two. Number two, number two, number two, number two. The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I, okay, yeah.
1: The, I audiobooked this one. Yep, it's the only audiobook I've ever finished on my own. So, <laughs> like so, sometimes I would read. We would listen to. Them How in did the, people uh, help you? Oh, we listen to it in the car on road trips. Okay, all right. When I was younger, um, <laughs> they would read them to me. They would they would listen to Someone it. Pressed play. They would listen to it and then they would tell me what was happening. Yeah. Um. So this book—that's oh, going to sound so dramatic. This book changed my life. Changed your life? Yeah, yeah. And and not—and <laughs> and I hate—and I hate that I said that, but it's true. Um, be, because it, it forces you to look at things through a different lens—the mm-hmm. lens of there is beauty in everything, and there is importance in everything. And there is nothing under the sun that is not important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think what, what John Green's able to do with this collection of essays, for those of you who don't know, it's a collection of essays. He wrote about everything from Diet Dr. Pepper to geese to it, just a bunch of different things. And there's differing levels of emotional vulnerability in each of these essays. And some of them are gut wrenching
0: mm-hmm.
1: and some of them are hilarious and it really takes you on the gambit of human emotion. I think for me, what it showed me is that I, I, I think I'm, I'm somebody generally who, who wants to see things, not just for what they are, but for what they mean. Mm-hmm. And I think that this gave me a safe space to do that. Mm. Um, cause I mean, that's always just kind of how I've thought about things, but it's hard to do that when, you don't feel like that's what other people are doing. Right. Huh? Yeah. You don't, I don't think you get that. That's not something that was ever encouraged in me. Mm -hmm. I think as a, as like a younger man, um, to, to look at things past face value. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I think with, with this book, it gave me permission to do that. Mm hmm. And that's made this part of my life so much better mm-hmm. and sweeter because I have been able to do that a lot, and, and taking things willingly past face value, right? Um, and I think that that is is so important, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that everybody should try to do. Yeah. is is take a random thing, think about it. And get to the point where you're like, oh, I do see, mm-hmm. I do see that there's more here than than what I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think for me that it, it really gave just a new perspective. Yeah, um, and, and and hearing it from somebody like John Green, who is fantastic at everything they do, mm-hmm. writing wise, uh, I, I and it's it's just hearing him talk and write about things that feel that feel important because they are important, even though you wouldn't necessarily look at them and be like, Oh, that's an important thing that's happening. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. It, it just really, it really shifted a lot of stuff for me and I think affected me for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love that book. Yeah. Uh, again, that's another one that I think you should, you should I'm, read.
0: I'm not surprised that that one made the top yeah. five. Yeah. Now thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Number two? Number two. Number two. Um, similar-ish vein, well, sort of, nonfiction. Um, the the one Christian spirituality book to make it into the top five. Uh, Forgive, How Can I and Why Should I? The last mm-hmm. book that Tim Keller wrote before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if you're not in the Christian space, Tim Keller is was uh one of like sort of the top regarded pastors, thinkers, sort of philosophers and authors um in the Christian space, but he was also well respected in, in secular spaces as, as well. Um, he was a pastor in New York City for a long time, and um he was very thoughtful about engaging with the culture at large and Uh, different ideas from different streams of thought. Um, He did not fall into, I think sort of the modern evangelical trap of here's why Christianity Mm. is so different. And here's why your ideas are so terrible and bad and evil and, and horrible. And, and he just had this really beautiful way of looking at whether it was atheistic ideas, ideas from other religions, ideas from other like political streams of thought. And, um, being incredibly respectful of them, uh, pointing out where he thought they went wrong, potentially, but also weaving in what, from his understanding, would have been like, here are the grains of truth that uh, are universal that mm-hmm. you know, pervade into your line of thinking, but here's also how that differs from from the Christian worldview. So he was very good at like, separating the Christian worldview, but doing so in a way that was still very respectful of other views and um, acknowledged that there was truth in other views. I wish
1: there was more of that. Yeah, not <laughs>
0: many people are as good at at just being thoughtful about other views, Christian or not, yeah. um, as he was. And so that's why it was like a very... I think pretty much everyone was saddened by him passing away. Um, he was just respected by, like, everybody. Um, so, again, this was the last book that he wrote before he passed away, uh, and it's on the just the topic of forgiveness. So the first two-thirds of the book are very, I would say, um, academic sure. in kind of documenting what the idea of forgiveness is, but what different views on forgiveness are from a historical perspective. Here's what this has looked like whether in a philosophical or legal sense over time. Um, Here's how kind of different religions have approached it. Um, And then here's how Christianity approaches it. And it's a very like nuts and bolts sort of academic. Here's the Mm -hmm. information. And then in the last third, he goes into just like preacher mode. Sure. And like, I feel like regardless of who you are, it's just a gut punch. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just super, super challenging. And and I so the main takeaway, and it's this is very much paraphrasing from my own words, but the main takeaway is basically um, that if someone does something to wrong you or someone does something that hurts you, um, that has weight, mm-hmm. that causes damage, and forgiveness does not make the weight or the impact go away. Forgiveness says, I will take the impact and the weight of what you did and just carry it myself, even though you deserve to Mm. feel it. right?" Because when you are forgiven, you feel lighter. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, that's fine. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the weight of what you did went away. It means that the person that forgave you agreed to take on that weight. And he does a really good job of drawing out. If you don't understand that that's what you're doing when you forgive someone, that's where a lot of like resentment and bitterness and long term stuff comes from because you don't, you think that just like how they get to magically feel better because you've forgiven Mm -hmm. them. You think that because you've forgiven them, you're you going to feel, feel better, better too, right? Like, oh, you've let it go and it goes away. Yeah. But no, what people do to you, especially if it's like a really real mm-hmm. like betrayal or, or whatever, hurt, wound, whatever, um, there is weight to that. Yeah. And forgiving them does alleviate them of that guilt and that weight, but it means that you'll carry it in one form or another you'll do the work to release it or you know make peace with it or whatever because once you've forgiven them it's made peace with for them yeah so just this concept of forgiveness is not when i forgive you everything magically goes away yeah but when i forgive you i agree to carry the weight of or the responsibility of what you did Mm. um And so that's just a really mind-bogglingly cool concept. Sure. Um, Yeah. So just very thought-provoking and very, I feel like whether you agree with it or not, whether you're a Christian or not, it's the way that he crafts it and the way that he puts it forward and his definition is relevant even just from a psychological standpoint. And something that I think should be thought through even from a therapeutic psychological level sure, and has value it, uh, so deeply. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that would be that would be my next one. I've been tossing around the thought of talking about it on the show all year. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I got to to, to yeah. mention it here because it really was. I've recommended it to like dozens of people at yeah. this point. I'd,
1: yeah. Cool.
0: Number one, number
1: one, the actual number one for me. I'm not talking about this on the show. You might not even know I read this book, Crown of Midnight, Sarah J. Moss. Is that the sequel to Throne of Glass? Okay, yeah. Is it Crown of Midnight or Crown of Midnight's Crown of Midnight Crown of Midnight? Sorry, I that was like a brain fart. <laughs> uh, let me actually just make sure. Sorry, 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 sorry. Stand by. Standing by, Crown of Midnight. Was Crown of you? Midnight. Um, everything I said about Throne of Glass in in the episode where I was basically like, I've never read a book like this, mm-hmm. and it has kind of changed my perspective on fantasy, mm-hmm. um, the romance genre, uh, the how how cool it was like as as a as a male to read a book that was from a female perspective just because I hadn't done it really before. Um, and that's on me, like, that's my thing. Um, and like after doing that, being introduced to this beautiful world, uh, and, and really, really nuanced relationships, I, there could be no other book uh, and number one for me this year. Um, It it stands out to me as being a book that I will read again, I think, Mm -hmm. because of the way that I was invested in it. Yeah. Um and being like a fairly, I don't know, emotional guy, Mm -hmm. I like the romance thing. Yeah. Like but I only seen it in movies. I didn't read any books about Mm -hmm. it. But like I like it and like I really enjoy it and I love it when like, I don't know. I, I like everything about it. And so it was really a, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it without like spoiling, spoiling it. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of like a real human piece of it. Um, and I think that that's kind of a common thread through a lot of the books. I really like um, is there, there is a lot of humanity in them and there's a lot of, this could be real. If this world existed, this could happen. Mm. Like this could totally happen. It's, um, I don't know. I, I think I think that's that's part of the big thing about it. Um, and, and the first cla- the first book, Throne of Glass, which is that's why it was not on the top five it was because this one was in the top five. Makes sense. Um, it, it just it, I don't know. It crafts this really amazing um, deep world uh, that I, I really just I couldn't couldn't put it down mm-hmm. and I, and also I, it, it's fun too because it was like I, I was reading this book i was in new york when i was reading it mostly so there maybe it was a little bit of like just like rose-colored glasses on it too sure but it's still either way gotta be number one um i yeah i loved it yeah nice. i really really enjoyed it awesome yeah
0: number
1: one number one
0: another book has not been discussed on the show and we haven't talked about it personally. Um, just, just wrapped it up recently here. Uh, the darkling bride.
1: You did mention this to me okay. in passing. Okay. You were like, I really think you'd like this book. I was like, oh, okay. That's right that's, <laughs> right.
0: that's right. Okay. We did have one text conversation about it. Um, and that was all I said about it. Yeah. I was like, I'm definitely going to talk about this again yeah. at some point. Um, so my wife recommended this book to me early this year. She read it. Um, and a similar thing. I think you'd like this. Um, I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, so Darkling Bride, it's it's kind of a like modern gothic horror in a sense with a little bit of mystery woven in there. Um and it does similarly. This is why I thought you would like it. Um because it also takes place largely from a female perspective Mm -hmm. and there is it's pretty light but there is a romance element of Mm -hmm. it as well and it's written more from the female perspective um so this was kind of like my throne of glass in Mm -hmm. a sense yeah um so I, I won't labor on those points too much because basically for all the reasons that on previous episodes, you talked about loving throne of glass and, and reiterated right now. Um, that's why I specifically said in that text that you would love this book. Yeah. Um, but it is very different obviously from throne of glass, but, um, so it, it takes place in Ireland castle. I've been there. Yeah, there you go. Um, In a castle, Uh, there's a legend. The legend of the Darkling Bride. It's a creepy legend. Um, But it's also trying to solve a cold case murder. Um, But the murder that's being solved is the murder of, or the death of, uh, the parents of one of the lead protagonists. Okay. So, this guy and his sister, they're the inheritors of the castle. He's going to basically sell it off to ireland to be a historical site he doesn't want to have it in the family anymore any of that after the trauma of their childhood um so he also kind of has blocked out some of the events um
1: similar because
0: he was a child
1: similar to how to sell a haunted house
0: a little bit yeah a little bit
1: that kind of dynamic
0: yeah um but the perspective or the the voice of the book uh it's more from the perspective of. Uh, the woman who is hired to catalog the library of the castle. Ooh. Um, and so she's outside of the family. Everyone else in the castle through the book is is in the family. And the book is more from her perspective and the perspective of the, the young uh, police detective who's sent in to kind of like close the cold case, mm-hmm. even if it's not finding anything, but just to... Give it one last investigation yeah. before they can sell it off to the historical, whatever, um, and close the case. Um, her perspective as well. So those are the two main like entry points into the story, and it makes it more interesting than if it just followed
1: like who the story the, is. About. I love shifting perspectives. Yes, I love multiple. Another of view. reason why yeah. you
0: would like this because it's not even just. Uh, the librarian's perspective. It's also the police chief's yeah. perspective and they play with their roles in society as women, as yeah, you know, their jobs Oof, Man, in comparison to I these do other need, characters. I do need to
1: read this book. That sounds, that sounds like
0: there's the historical thing along yeah. with it. And like, um, th- these basically, uh, nobles more or less, um, that have inherited all this stuff, kind of grappling with their history. Um, like it's all of that all the stuff that you've talked about loving in all of these books is like wound up in this one Mm. Um, Hmm. and so and also very well paced um, very engaging story it sounds like you're making elements sounds
1: like you're making a fake book that (laughs) to to get me to read a fake book it should
0: be dude Um, no like there's nothing about this book that you would not like
1: okay Um, I will hold you to that and I will read it
0: with how your taste in books has evolved over this year, even just from how you've talked, like this book was tailor made for you Mm. to really love. And this also was a book that, um, because of all that, I think kind of helped me to see your perspective on a lot of the books Mm. you talked about in a different way. And, probably motivates me to look into them more than I would have at first glance because I've had kind of a, a taste of sure of those things ah
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're melding into the same person again Steven <laughs> this has happened before this has happened before um it's fine. I mean, we're just gonna read all the same books, and we're only gonna talk about <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna our voices are gonna start sounding the same again, yeah. like on the on the recording. Absolutely, you're gonna grow your hair out.
0: Yep, <laughs> you're, you're gonna cut yours. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought about
1: it the other day, actually, cutting it, cutting it short. Uh, I'm not going to yet. I do consider it regular, regularly. Um but not yet, not yet.
0: It's just the thing you do when your hair is grown out. You you always like, ah, think about, a, yeah.
1: I've I had, and I, I, it's crazy, I've had long hair for like four years now. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, kind of maybe you should change it up. <laughs> I don't know. That was fun. That was fun. Man, I missed that. That was a year. Yeah, that was a year. Was a year. What a year we had. A lot
0: of books. A lot of books. lot of podcasts. A lot of
1: podcasts. A lot of pods. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. And mm-hmm. a lot of really cool thing once again a lot of you guys yeah a lot of you guys listening Mm -hmm. watching i'm gonna sneeze bless you thank you um (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of pods a lot of people watching a lot of people listening more than expected Uh, absolutely yeah yeah and that's been a cool thing too it's like it has done, we've done pretty well and, mm-hmm. and it's it's really encouraging and we're excited about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking forward to hitting it hard come 2024.
0: Yeah. We're rolling out a lot of the same stuff Um, but we've got some some new ideas that we're kicking around. We're cooking. That are
1: we're cooking a little bit. Could be kind of fun. Yeah. I think, I think that we will try to be more consistent.
0: Well, we say that but we've also been pretty consistent. That's true. I mean, in the... That's in, true. In the last, you know, two, three months, there's been a little bit of of drop off here and there. But really, I mean, we set out to do every other week and outside of a couple of wild situations (laughs) earlier in the year, we've we've hit that. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously
1: the last month and a half. The holidays and all that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys. Well, again, I said it at the beginning. I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. Appreciate everything. A couple things. If you want to support us, there's the Instagram there's the TikTok, there's the YouTube, do the things there. There's also a donation button on Spotify. I'm not. I'm y- waiting for someone to do it. I mean, you. Know, I mean, and and I also have kicked around a couple other maybe ideas of of ways you can possibly support if you so mm-hmm. desire. Because mm-hmm. uh, it does take a lot of time, and we and do.
0: really, if you were to choose to do that, what it would be going to is basically getting it out to even more people. Yeah.
1: So it would end up being going into promotion, going into, mm-hmm. um, going into, if we need to like buy equipment or something yeah. at some point, the stuff that's not free. Yeah. The stuff that is not free about having a podcast and wanting want people to see it. Yeah. That's what it would go to go towards. Um, I'm the editor We're the, we're the editors. So yeah. we don't have to pay anybody. Uh, we are also the hosts and yeah. the set designers, uh, and the, you know, the, the, the script writers. The script writers. Yeah.
0: yeah. As you can tell, it's yeah, a very, it's very scripted scripty. show.
1: Um, yeah. So, it, 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 I mean, if that's something you want to do, do that. If not, that's also totally fine. Throw a little Christmas cheer our way. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at you. I would not be mad at you. Um, but also, just listening, just liking, mm-hmm. sharing, feedback. Absolutely enough. So, do not feel any obligation to do that. That's purely if you want to support us, you like what we're doing, you want to see more of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just make things. It would just make things happen more regularly. More, more. <laughs> it, would, it would increase the frequency, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, thank you, thank you for an awesome 2023 full of True. laughs, tears, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. funny jokes. Yeah. Uh, books, books.
0: Pages. Jokes about books. Words.
1: A lot of those. Many words. Mine are escaping me currently. So I think it's time to... To say... Now this... this
0: is Is podcasting.
1: Oh, man. That's so good. I'm not actually gonna... You didn't do your thing. Do you remember
0: you know the most valuable thing you have is your time that thing?
1: yeah I thought.
0: the most valuable thing you have is your time and so the fact that you would spend what? like an hour and a half? something like that ish twenty twenty five hundred measures of there it is of podcast and four four timing at seventy beats per minute 120 beats per minute. We're we're, we're moving. We're moving. We are cooking. Yeah. That's like your heart rate if something's wrong or you're running. Uh, Or both, truly. Uh, (laughs) They're playing the music, Steven. They're kicking us off stage. So the fact that you would spend that amount of time running and something being wrong to listen to us while you're running and something is going wrong in your life is truly humbling. (laughs) and we appreciate it so much. And I don't know if if this is going to get put where it should go earlier before we said the sign off. But even if it doesn't, I'm just really glad that it's taking way too long to get through it. Uh,
1: it's not moving. And
0: that and that you're still listening. Yeah at this point in the show it really goes to prove my point this
1: one's for you my co-worker Freddie Freddie and your husband Freddie Brandon
0: Freddie and Brandon um, yeah this this exit from this podcast is all five nights at Freddie's um, <laughs> I hope somebody's here for that should we should we say one more time that this is, is podcasting. podcasting.